Psalm 18 is a pretty long one, so we're going to divide it up into a couple of days. But I want to point out that Psalm 18 is a response prayer or a response song or hymn that David creates and writes after he has been delivered from the hand of the enemy and Saul. If you don't know that story, I would encourage you to go back and, and read it. But really, I think it's such a good example of what happens to us when we have recognized God's hand of protection in our lives. And the response is not boasting in ourselves, but boasting in who God is. So I pray that this example that we see in David blesses you today. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand his will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are in Psalm 18, and this is a song of David. And he sang this song to the Lord. It says the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. So this is really a response psalm, a response song that would have originally been put to music. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. 
He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness his presence clouds advanced, with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven, the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemies, great bolts of lightning routed them. The valley of the sea was exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils, he reached down from on high, and he took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has rewarded me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning away from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him, and I have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but bring low those who are haughty. You, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory. Your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You made my adversaries bow at my feet. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my, destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them to the Lord, but he did not answer. I beat them as fine as dust borne on the wind. I poured them out like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made the head of the nations. People I didn't know are subject to me. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. Foreigners cringe before me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be God my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From violent men you rescue me. Therefore I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. He gives his great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. This is probably the longest psalm we've done to date. Uh, so there's a lot to get into, a lot to uncover today. In general, I think it's important to mention that this is a psalm that is also recorded in 2 Samuel. It's chapter 22. And there's a few differences, but it was probably written early in King David's reign, probably before he committed uh, that sin of adultery that we all know he's famous for. And then, of course, after that, he suffered the results of that for the rest of his life. But this psalm is probably written before that. And so this psalm points prophetically to Christ, since uh, Paul quotes verse 49, 
Verse 49, let me read it for you. Therefore, I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. Paul in the New Testament quotes that. And it describes a time when all of the nations will praise the name of God because of what Jesus has done. Um, you can look that up in Romans chapter 15. But there's a lot of imagery here that I think it's important to point out. And some of the things because of our time in history and our culture we might not otherwise see. And really what we're seeing here is the response of David after Yahweh has helped him start. This is the start of the establishment of, of King David's dynasty. And so a king in the ancient Near East, in that culture, what they would have done is there was an obligation to acknowledge their dependence on whatever God they felt gave them victory over the enemies. And so that often took the form of like a memorial inscription where the king would boast of his personal success that was only aided with the help of the deity. And so what we're seeing here instead is in Psalm 18 is kind of a hymn form of, of that, which is something similar. But the predominant theme here is praise for God's acts. And if you compare the two, what you'll, the main difference you'll notice is David's counterparts at the time in the ancient Near East would have been constantly boasting about themselves, whereas David is giving all of the acknowledgement to Yahweh, and he talks about his debt to Yahweh, and personal boasting is left out of it. So that is noteworthy if you're going to compare the similar acts of other kings of the time and the difference with Yahweh. And again, this is important. We know it's important because it's also repeated in 2 Samuel chapter 22. And um, it was common to record things in multiple places, especially when it was the beginning of something really important, as is the case with David's dynasty. So as we look at verse 2, it's saying, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. There's a lot of imagery in, in this verse that I think we might overlook if we're not careful. When it's saying the Lord's my rock, you have to remember where the location of this was. And so in the wilderness regions of southern Judah, where David hid from his enemies, which is just prior to when he wrote this verse, there were a lot of rocky cliffs and caves that really served as a place of protection for him. And so there's different hiding places mentioned throughout scripture. One is named Salah in 1 Samuel, it's, it's mentioned there. But the, it uses the same word for rock is what we see here. And so these places, these rocky um, protective places, were kind of a natural fortification that offered David protection. And so this point is reinforced with these different figures of speech, but really he's talking about if when he's saying God is my rock, God is my fortress, he's literally talking about how God saved him in this wilderness season that he was in, or in the, this, the place of wilderness that he was hiding from. And so the symbolism of this verse really can also apply to the ongoing struggles that we have in our own lives. And, you know, you'll hear that, or we might sing it in a worship song, like, God, you're my rock and my fortress. Well, because we don't quite understand what a really a fortress or a, a rock, a protective rock would be, um, sometimes that's missed on, missed on us. But essentially what he's saying and what we can read into this and what we learn about God's hand of protection is that he is the one that protects us even in the midst 
of um, the attacks that we might be getting spiritually, emotionally, physically. God remains our fortress and our rock. And so there's lots of symbolism I want to make sure that we're pointing out. But there are essentially six symbols that describe God's care for us. The first is, of course, my rock, and that's representing the safety and the security and really the steadfast strength of God that we can depend on when we're not strong. The second is the fortress, and so that really represents a place of refuge and safety. But I think it's important to to recognize that it's a place that the enemy cannot penetrate. When he talks about God being his deliverer, that represents God's ability to rescue and free people from trouble. The shield represents how God steps between us and harm. We talked about that over the last couple days. The horn of salvation, it represents God's strength and really his victorious power to save us. Again, referring to Jesus because salvation came through Jesus, his death and resurrection. My stronghold, the sixth one. This represents the fact that if we are holding firmly to God and remain in this place of a right relationship with him, he's going to provide the security that will lift us up above the dangers of life. You know, on a personal note, I think back over times in my life where I have recognized some of these things that God has been or done in my own life. And and I was in a African country one time. It was very early in my missionary career. And we had experienced God's hands of, hand of protection multiple times on that trip. And I think I probably have spoken about this on the podcast before, but I want to say it now because I think it proves a point. We had gone and flown into this particular airport. And as we had flown in, as is common, especially with international flights, we had picked up uh, an extra, I think, hour and a half. We had arrived early because we picked up a tailwind on the way in. And so the benefit of that, of course, is you get there earlier, you can get to sleep and and those kinds of things. But I... um, Woke up the next morning and I recognized that the airport that we had just left that morning was on the news. And I remember saying to our host, like, is that that's where we were yesterday? And he said, yes. And here what had happened is there was a politician flying in at the same time uh, that, that we were supposed to be at that airport. And the political climate at the time in the country was very hostile towards each other. It was it was two different tribes were running for this political office. And to prevent this politician from running, one of the tactics that they employed was blowing up the airport, the international incoming section of the airport. And had we gotten to that airport when we were originally scheduled to be there, we would have been there when that when that airport was blown up. I didn't even know the protection, the salvation the the refuge, the shield of God at the time. And later, things like that happened throughout that trip. There was another situation where we were driving down a road. And and as is common with many African roads, um, if you're not familiar, let me enlighten you. There's oftentimes one road, um, one road in and one road out. And so you're at the mercy of that road to get to where you need to go. And of course there was the normal things like being stopped by men with guns and military type uniforms asking for blessings 
aka bribes, in order to let you continue down the road. Of course, that's pretty normal. But additionally, what had happened is this was an area that did not typically get much rain. And we were there shortly after a period or a season where there had been significant amounts of rain. And it was the first time our hosts had been down this road traveling from one part of the country to another. And we did not realize that part of the road was completely washed away. And it was very dark. It was the middle of the night. We were driving from one location to another. And it was a van full of, I want to say, probably 20, 25 people. And I was one of the only ones awake along, of course, with the driver and one other person that was across from me. And when we got to this part of the road, the driver stopped, but unfortunately it was too late. And and our whole van started to tumble down the side of the hill. So much so that I looked across. I was on one side, the side that was headed down into uh, the ravine and I looked up and through the, I could see through the window, the sky, I could see the stars and the moon through the window straight up as this other individual, this other woman was across from me and she looked at me and I looked at her and our, uh, we couldn't even scream. It was, it all happened so quickly. And no sooner did I take a breath, literally just inhaling and, and muttering the name of Jesus. We were back up on the road on the other side of the ravine instantly. And the only way I can understand that is that God sent his divine angels to pick us up and put us up on the other side of the ravine. So much so that um, in the following two weeks, multiple vehicles full of people died because of the exact same scenario that, that we had experienced. And I'm not going to get into all the theological reasons behind that, why people have said to me, well, why would he save you and not that that ban and all sorts of things. But what I what I'm saying is in in my experience there's no way that we should be alive. There's no way. There's no way that both of those instances, that was the same trip. Two times the enemy had an agenda. But yet we serve a God that hides us in a fortress, hides us in his refuge. He is our salvation. He is our shield. And that trip we saw countless people healed. We saw countless people come to faith and grace for the very first time. Hearing the gospel for the very first time. We saw countless people being filled with God's spirit. We saw uh, witch doctors being delivered. We saw miraculous healings. We saw tumors disappear. We saw just amazing, amazing things that God did. Um, we had one event where there was over 50,000 people there. And they heard the gospel. And we saw just so many incredible things that God did that week. But it was only possible because the Lord is our rock. It was only possible because he was the one that was protecting us. He was our shield. He was the one that was standing in the way between the enemy's agenda and ours. That is similar to what David has just experienced. That is similar to what he has just come through. And I will tell you that after that trip, everybody I met, it didn't matter if it was my family, my friends, people from church, people at Walmart, every single person I met, I told them what God did. It was an overwhelming sense of God's hand protection in my life. That's what we're experiencing in Psalm 18. This is a response of David when he has walked through death, literally, and saw God's hand of protection surround him and keep him safe. Friends, that's what I want for you. As we are going through the Psalms, yes, of course, I want to explain the background and the heart and the mission 
and God's nature and God's character to you. But I also want you to make the connection to your daily life. I want you to see the ways that God continues to operate because we say this all the time. He was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so the same God that protected David is the same God that protected me. And he's the same God that protects you. I want to read this again, and we're going to have to continue Psalm 18 tomorrow because it's just so long. There's so much here, and I don't want to rush through it because I think there's so much that's so important, and it will help you understand it. And so I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to read it again, and then we're going to continue meditating on Psalm 18 tomorrow. So again, this was originally a hymn or a song that David would have written and sang to the Lord after the deliverance of all of his enemies and the hand of Saul, who was trying to kill him lots of times. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise. I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangle me. The torrents of destruction overwhelm me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked. All the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced. With hailstones and bolts of lightning, the Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemies. Great bolts of lightning and routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed and the foundations of earth lay bare. At your rebuke, O Lord at the blast of breath from your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has rewarded me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning from my God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him, and I have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. You save the humble, but bring low those whose eyes are haughty. You, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. 
I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for the battle. You made my adversaries bow at my feet. You made the enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them to the Lord, but he did not answer. I beat them as fine as dust born on the wind. I poured them out like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of the nations. People I did not know were subject to me. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. Foreigners cringe before me. They all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives. Praise be to my rock. Exalted be God, my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From violent men, you rescued me. Therefore, I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. Lord God, we praise you for the way that you rescue us in ways we cannot imagine. That as we are obedient to you, as we bow down before you, we can trust you to answer our cries, to hear our voice, to answer with a vengeance against those that are against us, but ultimately against you, God. God, we thank you for the example we see in David, that this victory, he's not claiming as his own, but he's claiming as yours. Lord God, help us to recognize that the victories in our lives are because of you. That as we surrender our hearts and our minds and our wills and our spirits to you, Lord God, that you would remind us of the authority and the justice that is held only in you. God, I pray that as we continue to unpack Psalm 18, that you would reveal to my friends your heart for them, your heart for justice, your heart to fight for them, and that in these moments where we are overwhelmed with the enemy's plan for our lives, help us to recognize that you have a greater plan for our lives. That you are the one that becomes our fortress, our rock, in our seasons of attack. God, I thank you that there's nowhere we can go to escape your love. In Jesus' name. Hey friends, before you go real quick, I just want to tell you about a couple free resources that I have available that I think will be a blessing to you. The first is a free devotional. It's on my website. If you go to shehears.org, it's a couple different places. If you look on the resources page, it should be the first thing on there. It's just a free seven-day devotional that talks about the desires of our hearts. And then there's also the Christian Women's Daily Bible Study Group, and that is a place for community to ask questions, to ask for prayer, to get insights about the podcast, to request podcast topics. So I pray that that group becomes a source of encouragement and hope for you. And then also our weekly newsletter that goes out on Mondays, it takes a look at the weekly content, the devotional content, and then it also has journaling prompts because I think it's important to get the information from our head into our hearts. And so sometimes journaling can kind of help with that. So all of those are free and that's an extra resource for you. The links are all in the show notes. I pray that they bless you. Hey 
friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.